Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. It's benefit season. We all know providing benefits is a cornerstone of employee retention. But many small businesses are priced out or completely disqualified from providing health coverage to their employees. Not any longer. Now, PCA members can get health coverage and they can even tailor options to meet their company's needs. To learn more about all the benefits PCA has to offer and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. This episode is brought to you by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. The goal here of the podcast is to help you grow your business, but also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to talk with a good friend of ours, Luke Reynolds. Luke drove all the way in from Indianapolis to record this with us. Uh, Luke is the founder of All In Painting in Indianapolis. Uh, They've just opened their second location, uh, which is pretty cool to hear their growth. Uh, But we're going to talk through today how to not get stood up at an interview. We'll talk through a little bit about recruiting and some ways and systems he's put in place in his company to make sure that the candidate always shows up for that first interview and the process used throughout. Luke, welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming to do this again. Absolutely, Chris. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I must have did something right the well, last time. Well, you did. You did. We've had a lot of good conversations, <laughs> too. Um, and I know you're in town for the, the prep and protect workshop tomorrow here with the PCA. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, so I can't say on this one you drove in just for the podcast. Last time, 100%. Right, right. I did. We yeah. won't talk about the funny situation again. You got to listen back to that episode to catch it. Mm-hmm. Um but you were in town, and I've, we've been talking about doing another podcast. So we figured instead of doing Zoom, uh, we'd piggyback off of this. So, yeah, this is a great spot to do it. Absolutely. I so. mean, check check out the set. It's pretty great. Uh, people that are listening to this on audio have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> like, they think I'm probably, like, in my basement at our house yeah. or something recording this yeah. with you. So um, tell us kind of a little bit about your journey in the painting industry and, and a little bit of background for anybody that didn't catch the last episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, my dad was a painter, so I'm a fifth generation painter. That's awesome. Um, didn't want to be a painter. No, yeah, no. So Nobody ever wants to be a painter. <laughs> I, I, uh, I went to college, studied aviation, spent 11 years in the uh, airport consulting, and we built runways and taxiways. Yeah. And uh, when that chapter closed, I, you know, followed my dream to always own a business, yeah. but I didn't know what that would be. Yes. So I chose painting because I knew how to do it. There you go. Yep. It's and, funny how that works. <laughs> I know. Um, and it's been rewarding ever since, right? It's, yeah. you know, it. I, I hear a lot of painters say this, especially those who are actually business owners and not self-employed, you know, that, yes. that whole idea of, I love business. It just so happens that we paint. Yes. Right. That's what I always said. I will never forget. I probably shared this before. Um, I, so we joined a BNI chapter when I had mm-hmm. elite painting and I show up in a suit. Yeah. Right. Cause that's what I was used to. Like, you know, and, and people are like, boy, you're a painter. And I'm like, no, I'm own a painting business. There's right. a difference. And they were like, yeah, you're not like any painter we've met before. And I was like, I'm not mad about that. Yeah. And I think I heard the stat, I may be wrong, but I think the average paint company size is like less than two. Yeah. It's 1.67, I think. 
I just talked about this in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me. So that's why nobody nobody understands it. If yeah. you're a painter, you should be wearing white pants. You should yeah. have paint on that's your think, t- right? t-shirt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so we did an episode of not too long ago, episode 23. We talked about building mm-hmm. an apprenticeship training program. I know yep. that's something that you're very passionate about. Mm-hmm. You guys have done well with. That's why you're here in town doing this training workshop tomorrow is kind of a, a piece of that. Um, but we're going to kind of step back, uh, take a step back further and talk about how to get employees to then go through that training pro- process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of the apprenticeship side of it and everything. And so for starters, kind of share with us a little bit about your recruiting, your interviewing process at All In Painting, you know, what you guys have done that have yield has yielded so much success on the recruiting side. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to preface with um, like all great ideas, uh, they come from somebody else's experience. So I want to give props to Michael Murray out of Cleveland with textbook painting because he shared this concept with me and um, of course you know that's why I want to share it today Uh, we've we've of course used it and leveraged it and changed it tweaked it a little bit and really hoping that some people can find some value in this because uh, recruiting is a tough thing and I've done it the hard way and it's way better now there's still tweaks that need to be made Um, but there there's basically I I have um I have five steps that I, I wanted to elaborate okay, on because um, there's, there's five stages. There's advertising, yep. there's getting people to the first interview, the presentation, um, let them rank you on a scale and then get them to the second interview. So that's, so it, that's what we start with is the advertising phase. Um, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do is when we advertise, we want to get them in right away. So we, we will take, you know, within less than a week, once we advertise, if somebody responds, we want to screen and set a date because when somebody's interested in the painting market to become a painter, like somebody's going to grab them fast. Yeah. And so you have to keep that engagement level high. That's good. Um, getting people to the first interview, um, what we've done is it's a numbers game. Yeah. Right. I stopped doing one off interviews, stopped doing phone call interviews two, three years ago once I came across this process. Um, So we will we will you know, we will screen maybe 25 people in a week. Uh, We will we will pick like 15 of them that stand out the most and then we will request them to come in. We'll get like 10 or 12 people to RSVP. And every time I've never had 12 people show up. Right. Right. I have three to five, sometimes two, but we've always had a hundred percent rate when we invite 10 plus people to the office at the same time. We don't tell them it's a group interview. No one's ever gotten mad when they showed up and there's more people. So, but I I think if I did tell them it was a group interview, they might be a little bit leery. So, you know, that's a little bit of a trick that I do. Um, yeah. I don't feel bad about it. That's good. It um, works. And obviously <laughs> a lot of them still come work for you. So. Yeah. Um, the next thing is the presentation. Like the whole point of the presentation is to let them know as much as they need to know about the company and why they might want to work here okay. at all in painting. Um, so during the presentation, we, we flipped the script. We're, we're not trying to ask them all the questions and, and be put on the spot. That, that's going to take place in the second interview. Right. Okay. What we want to do in this first interview is give them 
our presentation's about 30 minutes long. Okay. We tell them our mission, our vision, core values, the structure of the company, the type of work that we do. Um, we ask them to take like one minute and we go around the room and this is really the one of two questions that we ask them. Okay. You know, where are you from? Have you painted before? Why did you why did you choose to interview for a paint job? Right. That's it, right? And you know, and you start to figure out people really fast in that one question. Um, but then we go through, we talk about what it looks like to work at the company, our benefits, our pay scale. All right. um, our, you know, we talk about the career path. We talk about the training that we do. Love it. And we build this excitement. And then we get to the end, the second question. On a scale of one to five, do you still want to work here? Yeah. And most people say four or five. Yeah. And, and we then ask them, elaborate on why they gave us the answer. We, we definitely tell them, hey, if it's a one or a two, that's fine. Right. Like, we'd rather you know that now. Yeah. And, um, uh, but most people say four or five, or they're like, sign me up. So that's when we do this. You know, that concludes the meeting. It's 30 to 40 minutes. And if there's three or four people there, we'll take them back in a room and do a second interview, ask more of the, you know, one-on-one -on -one type questions. Uh, we're filling out paperwork right there and then we're done when they want to start maybe in a couple days or sometimes right. the next day, sometimes the next Monday. Okay. But that is in a nutshell, our recruiting process. So you do it. So I, I got a couple questions. There. This, is yeah. this is good. We've never really talked in depth about this. Okay. Um, so number one, you said you guys do screen people out. Yeah. Is it just looking through the resumes, the applications? Do you guys have anything else you have them do as part of the application process to get to that first interview? Like what is the screening process to go from applicant to invited to the first interview? Well, we advertise on, um, you know, I definitely want to talk more about the system that yeah. we use, okay. um, but I'll, I'll wait for That's that fine. one. But that I, you know, Sorry, repeat the question. You're good. Uh, just what do you guys do in that screening process? Like, what are you looking at? How are you okay, making the yeah. determinations who you're inviting to the first? Interview? We're looking for the work history, right? Okay. We're making sure that they've not just popped around at jobs. Yeah. I mean, um, we are looking for leaders yeah. and definitely want to talk about how that aligns with the company and the vision. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, we're not getting picky. Yeah. I mean, when we find someone with pain experience, it's like, oh, yes, they got yeah, pain experience. Right, but you know? you're not looking for, you know, that's not a requirement. Right. Okay. It's it's more about do they have some sort of experience knowing who they are. Cool. So then my, my second question is, so this whole process takes place basically at one time then? Um, is that what you said? Did you say the, you, you do the group interview? Yes. You have the presentation there. Yeah. The only question you ask them in the beginning is tell them a little bit about yourself and why yep. you want to work here. Yep. After the presentation, they rank you. Yep. And then did you say you take them and do the second interview, like right then yep. and there on the spot? Yep. It's interesting. Yep. And so, and, and a lot of times, like, it's like, okay, well, some, maybe two people have to wait in line. Yeah. Nobody's really had a big issue with that. That That's really the time where we give them the paperwork. Yep. It's like, well, hey, start filling this out. Yeah. Right. And standard paperwork that anyone would have to do to get hired. Okay. Um, so yeah, each... Each group session that we do will end up la lasting anywhere from an hour to two, depending on how okay. many people we have there. That's cool. That's awesome. So then you go through, you do the second interview, and then it's a formality at that point. Yep. Um, do you guys have a rule that somebody has to give you a four or five on the ranking? I mean, I think it would be obvious if yeah. a one or a two is a no. If, if somebody puts a three, what do you do? 
Yeah, you know we don't get a lot of threes. Yeah, you're you either know, excited about it or you're not typically. Ex- exactly, okay. and and usually the ones or twos, they find out that they need to have a driver's license. Yep. They find out that they need to have a car. Yeah. So there's something that's inhibiting, and they're like, I don't think I qualify. Yeah. Because really, most of the people like what we're saying. They yeah. like what they're hearing. They're like, Wow, I'm not used to hearing this. Sign me up. Yeah. Right. And so it's it's the people that have some issues with. Um, some of our policies and they're just honest from the get-go which is good and like you said you would rather know that now Mm -hmm. than later on Um, it's really funny so I know you said uh, textbook painting like this reminds me a lot when we recruited our interns at student painters okay right well yeah Um, and textbook has that background exactly similar thing Um, just in the in the interview the info sessions and stuff we would do for the interns we didn't do it necessarily for the painters necessarily Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah we if you didn't we would say one to ten and it had to be seven or higher we didn't call you back if it was anything less than a seven. And even yeah. the sevens wouldn't get a call if there was a lot of eights through tens that we really liked. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting as you're saying that it kind of brought back some memories. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I love that. I, I think those are great questions. Um, and, and just kind of the process. I know you said we'll dive into some of the systems. Mm-hmm. So um, what is the vision of the company that you guys have and kind of, you know, how, how does who you hire play into that long-term vision? Yeah. Uh, you said you're looking for leaders. Exactly. So our, our vision is to um, cultivate a workplace environment for the painter to have a career. And um, along with that, we are looking to scale to multiple locations. Okay. And so we are looking for leaders, right? We are developing very early stages because we just got our second location up yeah. and running. Um, we've done four or five jobs there at this yeah. at this point, which know, is so awesome because this is all I happened know, within a couple of months. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, but we're we want to we want to you know we're working on a career path that we can really attract not just high school students but yeah. also college students because we are looking for leaders. We want somebody to come in as a painter, learn the technical skill set, become a crew leader. We've had a lot within less than six months become a crew leader. From there, become what we call a project manager, which is also the estimator. From there, that's when we're looking for the branch manager, somebody to go out and say, you know what, I can run this thing. I'm going to start the next location. And from there, the vision is to have district managers that are running, you know, two or three branch managers. So we're really trying to create this full opportunity to career path yep. to be able to get someone to six figures, you know, salary. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think, you know, I, I love that you guys do a presentation at your interviews. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. Um, I think it's unique, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it really shows them. I think that's where a lot of contractors I see have a, have a disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. They know in their head or they have something put together of like how somebody can grow within the company, right? But they don't mm-hmm. communicate it at the interview. Mm-hmm. They don't communicate it in that process to say like, hey, you're not coming to work here as a painter for the next 40 years of your life. Like yeah. I, th- you're not gonna come scrape and sand, may or may not be lead-based paint off of exterior houses. Like this yeah. isn't expected that you're gonna do this every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. The goal is for you to do this maybe for six months, a year, however long, mm-hmm. and then start working your way up in the company. Yeah. Um, most companies don't communicate that to people. Yeah. Right. And so I love that you guys have like an actual presentation you go through and not just here, here's what we do. Here's our core values. Here's our, right. what we believe in, but like, here's the path. And yeah. Oh, by the way, it doesn't top out at crew leader that you can get to in six months. Yeah. There's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And it takes care of the orientation. It does. That, I mean, one. it literally is an orientation. I like this a lot. Yeah. I'm, glad we're, I'm glad we're doing this. Um, so what are kind of some of the systems or standards that you guys have in place to, to help ensure you, you don't get stood up 
by a candidate. Right. Um, so obviously doing the group model. You're doing never, the group model is, is, is one of our standards that we have in place. Um, we also we also do it on the same day every week. If we're in spring mode yeah. and we're ramping up, we're going to do Tuesdays and Thursdays okay. at 10 o'clock. If it's like now we're doing every other week yeah. at like – on Tuesdays at 10, you know, so it's a set time. So one of the, one of the standards too, is we, unless someone's really out of town and they have a really good reason on why we should set up a special time for them, we don't do it. If they can't come, then they're not really that interested in my mind. And so that's one of the weed out factors that we do. I like that. Um, You know, but again, there are some people that you really want. So this, you know, this is kind of more of a mass approach to hiring, but you know, one of the you know we do use the system um we've used indeed we've used craigslist and most recently ever since the pca expo i think uh, anyone who was there found out about viva hr and oh my goodness i love it yeah and and this is why because last year on indeed i was spending one to two thousand dollars a month on advertising viva hr came on I think it's 150. Yeah. If I want to boost it, it's another 150. So way cheaper. They're going to Indeed. They're actually giving me some good guidance on maybe why not to spend 1,000 yeah. to 2,000 dollars. Like I can tell you that the quality of candidates that we got last year were way less. Why is that? Sorry, Indeed, but you're just pushing us all over, getting yeah. impressions like you would on Facebook, and that's just costing way too much money. Yeah. That's awesome. I, that's good. And I mean, I think it's important. You have to have those standards, those systems in place in order yeah. to make this super effective. So um, one question we get from a lot of people on the topic, and so I want to hear how you guys handle this. Um, if a candidate that you guys reach out to to schedule that first interview mm-hmm. kind of goes MIA, whatever, do you guys follow up with them at all? Like even once? Do you, are you just like, Hey, if at any point the communication is lost, like even if it's, I don't know if you guys communicate via email, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you give them some grace that maybe it went to the junk folder, maybe reach out one other time via text or phone call? Like, how do you guys handle that? This is before the first interview? Yeah. So before the group interview yeah. that we do, um, we don't chase people. Yeah, that's what I figured. You know, it unless, again, it's somebody that is, you know, high, high, high ability to be a leader and a crew leader, and it's like, okay, well, maybe they missed the call. Right. But when we're doing this group interview um, and there's no, like, referral or connection, uh, yeah, we're if, if you don't return yeah. the call, we move on. Yeah, no, it's good. When I think, too, in my mind, and that's what I always tell people, like, if you're emailing with them, a lot of people do email. Mm-hmm. Again, they don't do the all-in-one thing, right? So they're yeah. emailing after a follow-up. They're doing something. I'm like, if you email, I say give them one other and you like them, you know, pretty decently, right? Mm-hmm. I said, give them one other communication method, a text or a phone call. Absolutely. And then if they go MIA, that's fine. I said, because yeah. spam is a real thing, right? Yeah. The junk folder that people probably don't check that often. Yeah. Um, I said, so, you know, sometimes, I mean, even like for us, if we follow up with somebody that's interested in working with us and I don't hear from them, I will always reach out via text or call Yeah. because I just assume it might've went to spam and 90% of the yeah. time was the case. So. Yeah. We, we find that a lot with the messaging, yep. you know, like call, like we like to call first because yeah. that's just the personal touch that we like to do. I but like we that. always follow that up with like a message or a text, yeah. 
because some people on the job boards are not using their phone. Right. They're not going to recognize the number yep. and vice versa. Yep. So, no, that's good. But I do agree with you. I don't chase people. Like, yeah. I, I say I give them grace one time that maybe they missed something, and that's it. So I was just yep. curious what you're, what, how you guys handled yeah. that. Um, what are some mistakes that you've made in the past that you guys have learned from in this process, right? I know this was something you guys started doing. You said you're, you're still tweaking it. Obviously, every business will continue to adapt. Um, you know, not everybody recruits out of newspaper ads anymore, so we have to adapt with the times. But um, what are some kind of mistakes yeah. that you've made that you've learned from? Uh, you know, over the years. Yeah. Well, we already talked about the one where I was spending one to two thousand yeah. dollars a month. Yeah. So, um, you know, spending too much money on recruiting. Uh, you know, last year, I, you know, was a tough year, labor shortage. Um, I can honestly say I was desperate. So yeah. I spent the money, um, but uh, did not get the quality candidates. So um, the other mistake that um, I've made and learned the hard way is over promising and putting dates on things. Okay. So during this presentation, I'm, I'm in sales mode, right? Right. I am selling our company. Yeah. As and you so, be. right. And I, you know, and I've said, Hey, we want you to be in this training by this amount of time. And, and then something happens within the company. And um, so this is something me as an individual that I'm just working on is not to oversell, yeah. put dates on things because you don't really know what the future is going to hold or where right. the company is going to shift to. So just keeping open-ended a little bit like someone comes in, I'm going to say, hey, you know, we're going to have some in-house training um, very soon. Yeah. You know, not we're, next week. We're, yeah, not, we're yeah. waiting for a group of people. We want to make sure we have enough to make sure it makes sense. Um, or, hey, if you come on, I really see high potential in you. You're going to be a crew leader in three months. Yeah. Well, what if that position doesn't actually open up? Yeah. Right. So definitely I just kind of making a little bit more, hey, setting good expectations that you're not in control of when the timing happens, but right. you're going to do everything you can to, yeah. to partner with them and make it happen. That's good. Um, what what is a way that you guys are recruiting for employees outside of just advertising, right? Viva HR and stuff. What are some other ways that you guys have been able to recruit employees effectively through other kind of mediums? Yeah. You know, we, we love it when our painters love what they're doing and they tell their family and friends. Yep. And a lot of times, you know, they might know someone, but they're like, man, I don't know if I want to invite them over here because I know they got a little sketchy history yeah. and they might not do well and that's going to look bad on me right but we get a lot of people who love to work with us and they are inviting cool. um the right people and so we do offer incentives um i think right right now we do uh 150 in the first 30 days if they stay and if they stay at 90 days then we give them the other 150 nice. so it's a you know there is some reward and yeah. um some commissions that we give out for that uh, we call it a referral bonus. Right. Um, but uh, the the other way that I love, and I've never mastered it, but we talk about it a lot, yeah. is always be on the lookout. Yep. You know, there's all, you know, I was going through crew car wash, you know, two weeks ago, and the guy who greeted me, I'm like, man, I need him to come interview yeah. at our company because he was awesome. Yeah. You know, he's asking me questions about my day, and I'm yeah. like, I'm at a car wash. Why do you care about my day? Yeah. But he was the character that I, I wish I had a business card yeah. that said, I noticed you. Yeah. 
And I, I think that's a really, you know, I talk about that a lot, and, but I think people are doing that, getting creative. Oh, for sure. Obviously, everyone's got business cards. At least give them that. But if you yeah. could, like, personalize that to say something like, like hey, you stood out. Or, you stood yeah. out. Um, I see potential yeah. for you to be a leader in the future. I think that's huge that's because cool. people will be interested. They're like, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah, that's one thing we talk to a lot of clients about is – getting i don't even call it getting creative more of thinking outside the box yeah. right because what we just kind of went through you know with with viva hr and indeed and craigslist it's like that's what a lot of people are doing mm-hmm. and i think you need to do that and i think you guys have a system in place that works really well um so i don't not do that don't rely on something else yeah. right but i think at the same time get creative and think outside the box with how else can you connect with people right right um you know and, and we've had clients that have have got people from restaurants from other trades businesses not that mm-hmm. they're going after people right and like poaching employees or anything but just yeah. you know came across somebody and like hey if, if you're ever looking for a change mm-hmm. i'd love to chat with you yeah. You know, I don't know if you're happy with what you're doing. Maybe you are now. Maybe in six months something changes. I don't know. But, like, here's our card. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Yeah. You know, planting seeds out there places mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I think it, it, again, even people in, like, the restaurant industry. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're, like, you know, they, they're open during the day or maybe they mm-hmm. quit their day job. They work at a restaurant two nights a week, right? Yeah. Um, or maybe they're just looking for a total change. Like, right. oh, I just want to get into something where I feel I can yep. see the before and after benefits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think that there there can be a lot of things like that. If you open your eyes, if you're looking for people, if you're not afraid to just have a conversation. I think a lot of people are, are timid in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, oh, I don't know how to bring this up. Like, just, hey, man, do you love what you do here? Yeah. Well, they'll be like, what? Like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you about, like, whatever. Like, yeah. or you can even just say, hey, I own a business and this is what we do. We're always looking for really good quality people. Yep. And you just kind of caught my attention. And I just mm-hmm. want to throw it out there. If you're ever looking, I'd love to chat with you. No harm if not. Yeah. Right? They'll yeah. keep the business card. Yeah. I used to be a server at Red Robin and there'd be some people like, hey. And I'm like, yeah, I got other plans. But, right. you know, like, I'd still keep the card and I'd make mm-hmm. a note on there. Oh, this is what this person did. Yeah. Uh, so you never know how you can just kind of plant seeds out there. Yeah. And, and sometimes even people, you'll take them to lunch or grab coffee with them. And yeah. the timing's not right, but a year later might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A, a couple others came to mind too, yeah. Chris, is uh, job fairs. Okay. Those, I think those are great opportunities to meet people. Um, I know high schools put them on, right? So if, yeah. if you do have um, the ability to promote training and career path development, I think that uh, job fair is a, a great That's place. Cool. Um and there was one other that I was going to, oh, internship, right? Yeah. You know, uh, we had an intern uh, this last summer that she worked a couple, you know, she was looking to get experience in marketing and, um, co- you know, interior design. Oh, cool. So it's like, yeah, why don't you come help out with some social media yeah. posting? She worked for free and, you know, and, sh- and, and she went on some color consultations with our interior designer. So those are those are up, you know, like if I have a position for that intern in the yep. future, like I already know her capabilities. Yeah. Um, she knows us. Right. And, um, you know, that's, that's building for the future. It's yeah. all these, all these little things that we're talking about, um, knowing your vision and looking for candidates that fit that vision of your company yep. and yeah, always be looking for yeah, sure. That's cool. Um, 
I'm, I'm gonna give him credit for this and i hope he doesn't get mad at me sharing this so um garrett wood with threshold painting up in portland he's one of our, our clients and um he was talking to me he's like you know what i think i'm gonna do next spring he said he's got his wife works at, as a high school teacher and mm-hmm. so he's like kind of got some connections in with that and he's like i want to find high school students mm-hmm. they just want to learn a trade every saturday in march and april they come okay. out for a day i'll pay them for the day's worth of work mm-hmm. they can learn the skill and he was like you know what at the end of the season maybe i have one or two employees maybe mm-hmm. i have more than that maybe nobody gets anything out of it mm-hmm. he's like but it's planting seeds yeah and i'm like that is exactly what i'm talking about thinking outside the box sometimes yeah right he's like it can be kind of an internship obviously i'm going to pay them for their saturday's worth of work they can mm-hmm. learn the skill and then if they want to come work with me that summer, mm-hmm. um, they're ready to go. They know me. They know our process. They've kind of been trained on some stuff. Yeah. They're ready to hit the ground running. And I was like, that's genius. Yeah. So I like that. Um, so Garrett, I hope you're not mad that I just shared that with the world, but I'm giving you good credit on it. So, <laughs> um, well, Luke, I appreciate you coming and doing this. What's one final piece of advice you'd like to leave listeners with? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about recruiting yeah. all day long, right? Yeah. Um, but how's your culture? Are you, do you really have a place that you can sell? Yeah. Are you really going to invite someone to come into a place that, you know, has good retention because of culture? Are there leaders within your company that are investing into the individual, yeah. right? Not, it's not about the paycheck. It's about the individual, the humanization of it. Why are we really here? What are we doing here? Right type of mentality. And, and when you have that culture and that foundation, you really do have something to sell. So I do think you have to have that one before. I could not agree more with you on that. I, uh, I'm going to step on some toes here and I don't feel bad about this. (laughs) So I've had some people say like, well, I can't find good people. I can't keep good people. And I'm like, you don't even take your own business seriously. (laughs) How would you expect others to take your business seriously? And so I love that you guys had the presentation and that, mm-hmm. you know, I always tell people you should have an apprenticeship program, a career path laid out for them. Yeah. You should have a list of company expectations, what they mm-hmm. expect on the job, what's required of them. Um, you know, you should have some systems in place, you know, mm-hmm. structured reviews. Like there's a, there's a handful of things that we have, you know, that we recommend all of our clients. You should have this in place before you recruit because it shows you take your business seriously. Mm -hmm. If your recruiting strategy is you hear about somebody looking for work, you kind of halfway do an interview with them. You tell them to show up on Monday. Mm -hmm. It's no wonder that they may don't, you don't take their job seriously. Right. And it's (laughs) because you don't have the culture, you know? So, so I love that you shared that point because I think exactly what you just said is a bigger piece of the problem than what a lot of people will realize. Mm -hmm. And I think if they put some things in place and they take their own business seriously and they show that they're more on the business side of it, Mm -hmm. I think their employees are going to take them more seriously. So, um, so again, I, I appreciate you being here. I'm glad we could piggyback this off of you being in town for the workshop tomorrow. Um, I'm excited about PCI Expo coming up. I know you mentioned that that's coming up in Albuquerque here at the end of February. Um, I I think it's going to be even better than what last year's was. So Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. I met you at last year's, so I guess it might be harder to beat last year's. Yeah. um, You know what I want to know is what event is Sharon Williams going to put on? I'm super excited about it. I'm, because last year at the Edison, that was amazing. It was pretty great. Um, <laughs> I heard the rodeo in, in Arizona was really good. I wasn't able to make that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I don't know. I, I, I Part of me wants to try to pry some information out right. of some people I know at Sherwin. <laughs> but the other part of me wants to be just as surprised as everybody else. So yeah. um, it's going to be great. I'm excited about it. If you don't have your tickets, definitely get them. Yep. Early go, bird until yep, what? End, end of the of year? December. End yeah. of December. So go to PCA Paint Id. Paint 
ed, however you want yep. to say that, uh, .org. Uh, check out the expo section on there. Get your tickets. So, uh, Luke, I look forward to seeing you at expo. And uh, thanks Likewise. again for doing this. Thank you. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCA Paint Ed.